0: We are live. It is April, April Fools' Day, fuckers. This is Casey. <laughs> this is Chris. Can we do that? Can we start off calling you fuckers? Thank you for listening. By the we way, we can. We can. <laughs> April Fools.
1: You're not really fuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the April Fools. We actually ah! have, you can want every one of you, to Lights, uh, who come to the website, listen to our stupid rants, our geek rants, and. Uh, we appreciate all of you, so thank you very
1: much. drunken banter, yeah yeah, Good.
0: yeah, yeah. We usually do this over alcohol across hours and hours of New York state space um, but same uh, time yeah, time. so uh...
1: <laughs>
0: same time, yes, um, we got a lot to get to uh this this time around, um I did want to say. Last month was not our greatest month of all time as far as turn, uh, as far as downloads go, but it was one of our higher months. So, thank you guys very, very much. Um, you know, it's just really nice, uh, that you guys are are listening. So, thank you. Um, all right, let's get into it. So, first things first, we got Valiant. Um, Valiant is at WonderCon right now, and with that, they've had a couple of reveals. Um, even before the big show, really started letting loose some news, but they dropped that an Exo Mana War beer. Um, it's a collaboration with Pipeworks Brewing out of Chicago. Um, they're going to be releasing, basically, it's a beer as an homage to the first Exo Mana War that just came out this past. Was it this week or was it last week? Last Wednesday. Last week, last Wednesday. Sorry. So, anywho, if you're not read Exo Manowar, first edition's already sold out. Um, they're actually going to the printers right now for um, second printing, which I think is awesome. due out in two weeks. So, yeah, that was a they had a crazy, crazy campaign for the uh reboot of Exo Man War and you know you can read our review and don't forget a towel it's awesome great spot for new um new readers but yeah they have an Exo Man War beer and I want to taste it
1: <laughs> it's golden ale is that what it is yeah yeah it
0: is <laughs> uh anybody if you are a listener you're out in Chicago if you want to send us a sample we will taste it <laughs> we will drink that beer because it's probably not going to be here in New York state but i do want it
1: you never know you never know, you never know.
0: um all right other uh, valiant news is that at if you're at Wondercon uh right now i think it's in Anaheim um they're going to be showing footage more footage from Ninjack versus the Valiant universe um fortunately we're not there you know, WonderCon is one of those things where, like Emerald City and C2E2, they haven't been so um, destroyed, you know, by the uh, by the greedy capitalist system that's been going on lately with, um, with cons, and a lot of good comic news comes out of WonderCon, so like I said, today's really their first day, not a lot leaked out today, but... You know they also had CinemaCon, which is for all of the um, the movie theater chains. Um, that was earlier in this week, so you got to see new stuff. Well, if you were there, like a lot of new posters. But you know, Disney announced like the Lion King and Cars Three and all this other shit. And then like you know they mentioned that there's going to be more Star Wars movies, which we'll get to at the end of the at, to the end of the episode. But anywho, so CinemaCon right into WonderCon. We got celebration coming up in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's just, this is con season right now.
1: Damn straight. And listen, yeah, when does cool. is, is Ninja and the first The Valiant Universe come out? Wasn't it no, due
0: right. out Yeah, it's, um, I don't think it's going to come out until this fall, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, so make it as good as possible.
0: Yeah, that's spend the time. Uh, I, I saw it behind the scenes a uh, photo with um Jason David Frank like in the bloodshot outfit so you know he's gearing up um to do more action for that so who knows like take your time do it right this is the year of valiant so let's just uh you know I- I'm okay being patient
1: agreed agreed you know as long as you know I'm much more excited for this than say what Sony Pictures may have in store. I mean not that I'm not excited for what like the movie verse, but I'm really pumped for this more like fan based look into a um, you know <clears throat> since Vanley is such an independent company in the first place i I just think that this this is a really nice format to go with to begin with,
0: yeah. We'll be talking more about Sony in a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, before we get to that, let's uh, talk about DC. Uh, last episode, pretty much like the next day or so after it dropped, we got the Justice League trailer. So, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about our thoughts on it real quick. Um, what do you? Well, what's your thoughts? You you
1: you go. Uh, it. It it didn't do really too much for me. Um, I I it definitely wasn't even as exciting as the other DC trailers that have been well cut and then produced shitty movies. So maybe that's a good sign. Um, the fact that Aquaman reminds me of Drax completely doesn't really do me any good. Uh, it I don't, I don't know, man. I I don't – after watching the full trailer, I still don't care. And um, I, I'm excited to see a Justice League movie, but at the same time, I mean, they haven't done any justice to any other uh, – Yeah, to the Justice League, exactly. Uh, so I, I'm i sorry, but, I mean, people are, like, freaking out about it. I'm just like, Okay.
0: I mean, the, the bar is low, obviously. Wonder Woman yeah. will probably change the bar a little bit. I hope um, so. In one way or another, but...
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> hopefully
0: it's good, but... the I actually like Aquaman. He uh. just reminded me of, like, a surfer dude. Like, I, I was... I actually liked him in the trailer. Cyborg is still so out of place, so not needed. Oh, I no. so wish it was... Martian Manhunter or even better yet, fucking Jon Stewart or some Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Like it's just
1: I so crappy. I take plastic man over that bullshit.
0: Yeah, I would take plastic. I was actually gonna say plastic man, but um, um I like the other two more.
1: But it's just <laughs> they make more sense. They make
0: more <laughs> sense. We all know Cyborg is better as a Titan. Hawk so. girl.
1: Uh come on.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> It was so like the first time I watched it, I thought it was really cool. Second time I watched it, I thought it was still okay, but it's so CGI. And I get it. I I like Zack Snyder as a director, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's just like I didn't know where they were, other than I knew that they were in front of a green screen, probably ninety percent of the time in at least those shots. But other than that, you know, Batman, his superpower being rich, I thought that was okay you know it kind of reminded me like that scene where like loki goes to to uh tony stark and he was like you know i'm a god like what are you and he's like you know billionaire philanthropist playboy like that was like a cooler way of saying you know whereas it's just like i'm rich it's like well you're also a fucking genius a ninja you know what i mean like (laughs)
1: Yeah, your meta human power is your brain.
0: Exactly, actually. you are the smartest person in DC. So
1: that Again, kind of poor representation. I don't,
0: I don't want to nitpick on it, but but we
1: should. <laughs> but we have a podcast. It so. deserves it. <laughs> like all these, these none of these movies have done any justice for the DC universe, and they deserve to be shit on. If if. If you know ahead of time, so until they prove themselves otherwise, I don't, you know, I don't give them any credit.
0: So that's it. the bar is the bar is low. Yeah. Um. So let's go on to an, another end of the spectrum. Announced yesterday for us. Uh. Well, it's not confirmed, despite the thousands of headlines that make it seem that way. But Joss Whedon is in talks to write, direct. And produce a Batgirl film uh, based off of the New 52, which is Cameron Stewart,
1: no, or Gail Simone, the first, the first run. Sorry. yeah, but it's not going to be the Bat- Batgirl of Burnside. It'll be the the um, how Barbara Gordon became Batgirl again after being Oracle, right? And how she be how she like got through that whole traumatic experience and stuff
0: what's your thoughts on this? Cause I, I, I have two, two different feelings.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, you and I talked about this. I mean, there's a huge uproar about studio, studio involvement with Marvel and Joss Whedon and Marvel seems to like, at least have a grasp on what they're doing. Um, I mean, And then we look at DC and how Warner brothers just seems to like shit all over like their movies because they, they, they have too much input. So, I mean, I, I don't really know where this is going to fall except for hopefully Warner brothers is starting to realize like they can't just be douchebags about this whole process and they have to give the creative geniuses some leeway and, creating like a story for the fans.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that was one thing like James Wan, you know, he's coming in off of Insidious. He's coming in off the of Conjuring and they, they went after him and cause he's got a good relationship with, um, doing new line movies. So that's under Warner brothers. And he basically said like, I get to do what I want or I walk. Like, he made that statement, and I think they backed off. Who knows what the fuck they've been doing to the Flash people because they still don't have that shit together. Who knows what they did to Ben Affleck. But I think two things. Yes, I'm worried about studio involvement with Joss Whedon, and I hope it doesn't come down to it. And, and he has the, the gravitas for working for Marvel for so long that he can really be like, you know, fuck you. I'm doing what I want and leave me alone and hopefully he gets it. The other thing about it is DC is literally taking like a shotgun filled with spaghetti shooting it at a wall and going let's see what sticks because you can't get the Flash movie down which is your your core character from a ju- from the Justice League but you want to go and release Nightwing and Batgirl but Absolutely. you don't even have a Batman movie like yeah. That Batman movie needs to be a fucking Bat Family movie, if you want to do it right, and then springboard these characters off of it. It's you know the old adage of putting the horse before the cart, but that's really what sounds like it's happening. It's like you don't even have a release date for your Batman movie, but you want to start throwing out Batgirl and Nightwing. Like just
1: just pump the fucking brakes. They they do have the ability to treat it that way due to the fact that we do have an established Batman already in this DC universe. Um, For as long as he lasts, which right now is just the justice to me. But it, it still doesn't matter because we still have a, a dead Robin. So the, no matter how they treat it, we have an older Batman. We don't have a yeah. new, like a, an origin Batman. We have the Bat-verse is already in play. So yes, yeah, but- you could do a Nightwing movie. You could do a Batgirl movie. And then, and then tie them all into a Batman movie. I can see how that could work, but you're—I mean—you're right. I mean, it's—it is like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, we can't even get anybody to do the Flash. Yeah, you know, we can't—we so, can't lock down like Green Arrow. We, you know, it's like it's just,
0: they can't. Right. So hold on a second here,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. now I'm really now I'm really getting into this. You and I know Batgirl. Well, sorry, we know Barbara Gordon. We know Oracle. We know Batgirl. The general audience does not know who the fuck that person is. My wife, if I said, well, sorry, my wife probably wouldn't know. But you know what I mean? Like, because she's married to me. But the general audience, if you said Barbara Barbara Gordon, they aren't going to know who that is, right? And even if you go, oh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter and they're like oh i didn't see that in the nolan movies he has a daughter i thought he has a son right so like (laughs) they don't know who she is so you're gonna introduce a storyline about a girl who was in a wheelchair who knows batman who then becomes that girl but is batman in the movie like there's way too many fucking questions i'm sorry it doesn't for me Looking through the eyes of a general audience member,
1: that doesn't make any sense. Same thing with Nightwing. Nightwing, listen. Here's the thing about Batman, though. All right, let's going back to the fact that he had a son. They also showed that he did have a daughter in those movies too. So they were both there. It doesn't matter because it doesn't really. I mean, for the general populace, yes. But listen, we're also talking about people that know about the sixty six uh, the sixty six series. Uh Barbara Gordon Batgirl was in that. Um, Dick Grayson is Robin. So it's not like? Listen, it's, I know. But yes, yeah, Batgirl's that's in that. What you're using as a. I am because a, listen, a listen a it's a reference. Because that's I am no, gonna that, use that audience voice. is dead, dude. No, they're not dead, man. Listen, they're older than us. There's still an audience who had kids and like can explain that stuff to their kids. I it's know. Uh, listen. There's there's two points to this. It's either like we're talking to a new generation of comic fans that really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And we've, we've experienced this, or we're talking about people who've grown up truly on the comics and the TV show and like the different generations of, of, of comic done. So I'm not going to treat true Batman fans like idiots either because they're not true, true ones. Like, I mean, listen, we're we're old enough to know what the Batman TV series was. It was on TV when we were kids, so we yeah. know that. You know, it's still our generation. Yeah, maybe not after us, but I don't really like, really take a lot of those people seriously in the first place. So, um, to be honest, um, Batman is such a huge character and a well known character that it could work if they played it right. But I'm not giving any credit, credit to Warner Brothers to be able to do that either. So.
0: Other than You're apparently the the Batman legal Batman movie did a good job with it, but yeah, I, right, I, yeah. yeah, there you
1: go, there you go. <laughs> but right. they do do a good job at different levels, though, of introducing characters through the animated movies and they the do Lego movies, and so I mean, it's not like
0: you loved her in a killing joke. Now see her on the big screen. <laughs> uh,
1: Batman the Animated Series. I mean, a huge part. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that movie. It's a bad example. All right, we're oh. moving on.
0: All right, so... Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman's getting a Lego set. It's cute. Revealed
1: by Entertainment Weekly. Today. Yeah, it's
0: adorable. And there's a giant... Spoiler spoiler, spoiler alert. Close your ears. Plug your, them up. There's a giant Ares figure. Um, If you didn't see any of our pictures or anything from from Toy Fair, Ares is in Wonder Woman. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I was pissed when I found out. But at the same time, I'm happy because he should be. I don't know if he needs to be this fucking monstrous figure. Like he's a goddamn Tyrannosaurus or something. But (laughs) at the same time... To know that they're gonna do some Greek shit. I'm excited. And Wonder Woman, sorry, Lego, they can do what the fuck they want. Like it might not even be like that in the in the toys, you know. It yeah, may not I mean, be like that in the movie.
1: Remember the Iron Man 3? Iron Man versus the the man, Mandarin scent set where he's like driving around that tank.
0: Yeah, I do, and I loved it so, and it didn't happen.
1: Yeah,
0: no. Nope. Nope. All right, and then finally, DC, uh, first picture of Black Lightning. Uh, First look at Cress Williams as Jefferson Pierce, Um, another Greg Berlanti uh, production.
1: uh, Luckily, luckily a Greg Berlanti production, saved from the grasp of Fox.
0: Yeah, because we saw how they handle uh, black superheroes. Mantis. (laughs) Um which I loved. Uh, (laughs) What is this going to be another character that gets added to the lineup? Because I mean, just the colors and the look looks very legends of tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, absolutely.
1: He's already in that world. Oh, he is. If he's on the CW and being created by Berlanti, there's no doubt. Sorry.
0: So you think he'll probably
1: get get revealed
0: this season then? Hopefully. If they're smart, they should do like what they did with Barry Allen, where he gets introduced in one of these other shows, gets, I don't even know his origin, I don't know, gets struck by lightning, I'm assuming, or static electricity, goes, goes, takes a shower, brings his boombox in there, electrocutes himself, (laughs) becomes a superhero.
1: He's actually, like, retired from the game. Sucker. And he has, like, two daughters who are also metas. Oh, so, he's a meta. Oh, okay. yeah. So he decides to... Something happens where he dons the uh, persona again. So, it's... I mean, you're right. I mean, it would be nice if he showed up this season. Um, after this week, all the shows except for um, Legends jump another month until they come back again. And then it's like a highway to hell to the uh, season finales. So um, legends ends next week. So, I mean, I don't know what the hope is at this point for him to show up the season.
0: Okay. I was really hoping for another four part crossover this this season. Weren't you?
1: No, I knew you weren't hoping you weren't hoping for, I don't hope because I know what I read. Spoilers. I don't think that, like, they can afford one a one a year. That musical was enough for me. Wow. That was a great crossover. That was great.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, they should do more little ones. Like, there hasn't been another Arrow Flash one.
1: Right. And they still
0: could, actually, but we haven't heard that.
1: Uh, No, they're both in their own depressive world right now. Yeah, that's
0: true. All right, so we're done with DC's fucking depressing, dark, gritty bullshit. All right, moving on. Oh, to whatever.
1: Marvel. You know the TV world's the best thing ever.
0: I do. I absolutely love the CW-verse. And actually, <laughs> we're going to go to Marvel, but most of our news stories are pretty sad there, too. <laughs> so first
1: things first. It's a really depressing comic book world, except failing
0: yeah, I know exactly. Valiant, who kills like everybody every issue, and yet it's the most entertaining comic book franchise right now. <laughs> yeah, That's weekly I <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, so Marvel, we got our Spidey Homecoming trailer. Um, let's talk, man. Like, what worked? What didn't work? What would you like? Let's go.
1: I, I'm pretty sure I saw the whole movie in that trailer. I'm pretty sure I agree with you, um, and I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, that was pretty much every plot point to the damn movie. <laughs> like, oh, oh, wait, he uh, he saves his fairy because uh, you know the vulture ambushes him on there, and then Iron Man helps him. So there's no tension there at all. Like, we know what's going to happen in that scene, probably. W- and then he's like, "Oh, I guess I'm not going to wear the suit anymore because I don't deserve it. And so I'm going to put on my old shitty suit, and then I'm going to have like this uh this whole heart to heart with myself about being Spider Man. I don't I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Did you see that? Well, you saw my meme that I put up on my Instagram.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: which was hilarious. It was for you guys who don't follow me on Instagram." Which you can at Chaz Walter. Um, it's uh, basically I just talked about like how they just repeated the same plot points of every other Spider-Man movie. Like you, the villain makes you choose between <laughs> saving a bunch of people or probably you know saving Aunt May or Mary Jane or Zendaya the, or whoever. The loved
1: ones. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean dates in the trailer.
0: Yeah, I re- I do- I like the trailer. I did. Yeah, it's fun. it's the same things that we've seen before. But there was another <laughs> there was another me <laughs> which someone put up, and I don't know if I sent it to you, but it was like that screen cap of like Robert Downey Jr. like opening up the door, you know, for him, and yeah. like Spider-Man thinks it's like a hug, and someone wrote, "Oh, you know." This is, like, the most, you know, do you think he thinks of this as, like, a father figure moment since, like, Uncle Ben died. And then Robert Downey Jr. on Twitter wrote, he had to do all this just to get a chance to have sex with Aunt May. (laughs) And it was, like, the real Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Which... Marissa Tomei is hot, still, yeah. probably forever, just like Susan Sarandon. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, RDJ, he, he's coming through. So, anywho, best part of the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, Michael Keaton basically yeah. being the most evil fucker, and that's all I really want out of that movie. I, like, I love Spider-Man. I have a tattoo. Do you see my house? I have too much Spider-Man memorabilia but still, these movies you know, and I like the amazing Spider-Man movies. A lot of people don't, um, which I I don't understand really. Haters. Um, Fake fans. But yeah, I think, (laughs) you know, it's good doing, do even more of an ultimate um, homage than even the Raimi movies, which was very much in the ultimate verse, but I'm excited to see him back in high school as a kid, having to deal with the kid shit. Like that's where Spider-Man really excels. So I'm excited, at least in that respect. Okay. So let's talk about the other side of things. Um, (laughs) Head of Sony, Amy Pascal, um, made some comments saying that after Spider-Man 2... Their relationship with Marvel um, will be done Sony and Marvel I don't know if, if this means is, well no I know what it means I mean it, it means that they're not going to do any more movies together but I don't know if this is actually factual or that not doesn't,
1: that doesn't mean that at all it means it could mean a, it could mean a bunch of things it could mean they have to renegotiate a contract they need to like that's that could be the, like the gist of it you know what I mean Mean, mean,
0: mean. I know, but Sony it could be super mean. Sony is the worst fucking studio that exists right now. It makes me very sad to know that Valiant has partnered up with them. Yeah. And after reading those Sony emails and then seeing the repercussions of like the choices that they've made post those emails, it's like they really don't get it. You know what I mean? Like Warner Brothers, they meddle, but I'm sorry. Like as much as you want to talk shit about suicide squad and it's not that great of a movie. It also made like $790 million. Whereas Sony goes and banks on the ghostbusters movie, which is fucking stupid. It makes no money. It bombs. And it's like, it's because you don't know how to market your movies. You don't know how to make wise decisions. And saying, Oh, after after two movies we're done with Marvel, um, they're a billion dollar movie. Every single movie pretty much makes a billion dollars, with the exception of Ant Man and Doctor Strange. Even fucking Thor the Dark World made almost a million dollars. It's just sl- you or a billion. Like, why the fuck would you not just stay with I would say I will stay with you forever. Do whatever you want to do. I yeah. just want to keep making money.
1: Help us, please.
0: Which then leads into the next stupid-ass decision that Sony decides to make, which is... Um, you took it off. Wait, sorry. We, I did. talk
1: we, it. I mean, we talked about it. We can talk about how Venom might be an R-rated yeah, yeah, yeah. horror movie. But I mean, it's all a bad idea. Silver Sable, Black Cat, Vino, Avia you're gonna make the, yeah, Avia Rod just uh, makes me throw up in my mouth. But, um, I mean, you really want to create a Spider-Verse without a Spider-Man?
0: That's that it. Fucking That's it. Sense. So, here's the hoping that those are just rumors and not true. But I have a feeling they are true. And I have a feeling they're stupid as hell. All right. Uh, next topic. Why don't you lead us into this one?
1: All right, the uh, the X Men are back. They are no longer the uh, the black sheep of the uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, unfortunately, with the whole Fox thing, I guess, and uh, whatever the rumors were, why the X Men took a backseat and were basically like either almost wiped out or they. Replaced, uh, Fox. Yeah, yeah. Fox. they replaced Fox. mutants Fox. with humans. blah, 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 blah. Um, all right. Now, X-Men are back in the forefront after the X-Men versus Inhumans event. Uh, this past week, X-Men Prime came out. So that was the first uh, big uh, book in the resurrection with an X uh, um, initiative for Marvel. So, you know, as in you know classic marvel tradition we'll be getting about 20 books for next 20 x titles in the next couple months i don't know if that's really a true fact but um it's close so uh look forward to books like x-men blue x-men gold which will bring back the classic like uh strike teams that we loved back in the day uh we have new x-force title um uh Weapon X title, all the stuff. Don't be surprised if we get a new X Factor book eventually. Here, hopefully,
0: uh, we'll by definitely get a new X Force.
1: oh that's yeah, that's that's on the that's on the agenda. But um, you know, it's it's cool. I'm excited because I mean, X Men is my favorite thing of Marvel, and and I hope that you know that it does well and maybe. Eventually, I mean, we're not, I really don't see Fox ever giving up the X-Men franchise, uh, especially with Legion doing so well on TV. Now we have a new X, that X-Men Gifted, I guess it's called, Logan. series Logan did well, Deadpool's doing well. Um So <sighs> Marvel just has to come to terms with the fact that they can't put the X-Men in the backseat. X-Men is like, is their bread and butter Especially when they're they're failing on these other fronts where, um, they they're canceling like all these titles because they're not selling. Well, yeah. you're not selling the right books. You're not you're not giving like yeah yeah. Gamora is a good title, and I heard it's a good like a well written series. But how many Guardians of the Galaxy like comics do you need? How many Spider Man comics do you need? Mm-hmm. Like what are you trying to do? Like get back to the get back to basics, give us back the X-Men how they are and just make some money because you're right now people are really questioning your 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 decisions on like not only just financially but just like creatively. Really, yeah, creatively it's it's really frustrating.
0: I mean, here's the thing, and they've all been doing it. Well sorry. I can't say they all been doing it. DC and Marvel have been doing it. You got Batman, and then it's like, okay, here's Detective, here's Nightwing, here's Batwoman. And it's not quite the same because they are their own things except for
1: It's absolutely Detective. not it is absolutely not the same. Because can you can, but I'm gonna I had this discussion I want to say this, but I had a discussion in the comic shop and it's not the same. Go ahead. Detective and and Batman, and
0: All-Star Batman, okay? And at the other time, it was like Batman and Damien or something like that. It's like, I'm sorry, but that's four different Batman continuities that I have to pay attention to. And that's that is true. I'm sorry, it is. With Marvel, it seems to be like... I don't know what the continuities are like, but I know it was like International Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man, Iron Man's also in I don't infamous.
1: know.
0: <laughs> yes. So it's like you like I'm sorry, I can't keep track of my my favorite character five different times. And I remember in the 90s we had X-Force, X-Men, X-Factor, x but all of them were different teams, and then you yep. got lucky when they all came together, like when Wolverine got his adamantium ripped out. You know what I mean? Like at those times, it was cool because they all came together. But like right now, it's like I got Old Man Logan, and then I also have him as part of X Men, and then I'll also have him as part of like X Men versus Inhumans or something. It's like I'm sorry, like how the fuck am I supposed to to understand all this? It's too much. Or affordable. But DC and Marvel both do that. It's it's
1: it's the way of the and Justice League and in Justice League. <laughs> it's the way of the gun and Justice League of America and unjust Injustice. Listen, it's I a, get it. I get oh, it. bad titles. I get it, but I mean the way I compare it to is like, look at all the Spider-Man titles. Like, I don't give. Oh, a, I'm not saying it's any a rat's bad. ass both... about silk. Or even, I don't even give a rat's oh. ass about Spider Gwen or the Silk or, comic is actually good, to be that's, honest. With you. That's fine, but it's not like comparatively to like the Bat family.
0: But that's different. Okay, well, A, that's a matter of perspective only because they've been around longer, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: the thing about Silk is that she doesn't. Like, and even Batwoman, you know what I mean? Like, when they're in their own comics, they don't have to interact
1: with those other people,
0: and, like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to necessarily know all that other shit that's involved, but let's just agree that they both put out too many comics and try to take too much money with us, whereas it's like, I understand when of War is in one comic, and then he might show up in Unity, which is, like, their Avengers, and, like, that's it. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ninjacks hanging out and then all of a sudden they do a rapture miniseries. Yeah, like they'll do that and like a ninjack will show up in the next comic and it's fucking cool and vice versa. But it's not like I have to like go and track down every goddamn issue to learn who one person is. It's just like just uh, uh. All right, moving back to Marvel. Uh Brad Pitt is out, is cable in Deadpool 2. That has been confirmed by the producers. Um, I'm a little sad. I like Brad Pitt, but I also like Michael Shannon if he's now the front runner. So I'll, I'll be happy either way.
1: What do you think? I'm having deja vu. What's your deja vu? We talked about this last time. Oh, we did? That he was yeah. out? No, that he was considered. And I was yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, okay. Michael Shannon, fine. Right. Um Steven Lang, please.
0: Next, Legion <laughs> renewed for season two. Are you you're not caught up, but uh nah, tomorrow I catch up. It's an amazing okay. show. Um even though it makes <laughs> it really does make little sense. But it's so intriguing that I just don't care and I'm along for the ride. <laughs>
1: You finished this season?
0: No. Uh, I'm caught up, except for last night's episode. I think it's on Thursday nights. The finale, it's on Wednesdays. Wednesdays? Okay, well then, yeah, I just have that episode to watch. But it like really, <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense.
1: I don't know if it's supposed to. I don't know either. And I just like feeling like
0: you're on drugs. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like I'm on LSD. I've never had LSD, but... I'm assuming it's like watching Legion. <laughs> so it's one of the most creative shows ever, let alone comic book shows. It's, I don't know if it's my favorite comic book show, but it's, it's just so... Well, actually, it probably is other than Arrow this year. I think it's probably my favorite comic book show. Did you watch this week's Arrow? No, I'm too behind on that. I will. I will catch up. I can't wait. Um, but that's it. Okay, so that's our that's our comic kind of comic news. We got some other stuff to go to, but first, let's, uh, let's take a break. Hi, I'm Chris.
1: There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oy! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. <gasps> Got them! It's the pursuit of plastic.
0: Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtoll.com. geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, we are back from the commercials. Uh, Jumping right in, we have my favorite universal monster, possibly up for a remake, is the Creature of the Black Lagoon, um, written by Will Beale. Who wrote the uh, the Aquaman movie? Um, what do you well, What are your thoughts on this,
1: Chris? You know what? In I, I I read an article today that really brought this into perspective. I I I think it's a good idea. I as much as I love vampires and werewolves and all that stuff, I just feel like it's been done and done and done and done. I just, I think that they could really make a creepy horror movie with this kind of monster. And it's just like, he hasn't been really in the forefront for a long time. There hasn't been really any attempts to make a standalone movie. I mean, even if it's part of this whole shared universe, um, and honestly, I, I just think it would be a kind of a fresh take on the horror genre.
0: So Creature of the Black Lagoon came out in nineteen fifty-four. I think the last time we saw the creature from the Black Lagoon was like nineteen eighty four, or which is the Monster Squad. <laughs> um like he you know, he showed up there because it was basically the universal monsters for skids. I'm sorry, 1987. It's the 30th anniversary of the Monster Squad. Um so it's 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 so weird to me. And like, you know, if you listen to our Gourmet Scum radio, like we talk about it a lot. Like the Civid or my cousin the Christiever um the creature is his favorite monster and he has like a whole shrine built in his house to to the creature we both are just like it's so weird like with dracula and werewolves and um the mummy and frankenstein they they have a movie almost every year you know like those monsters but the creature nothing really for over fifty years? Like it's it's shocking to me like that we haven't seen it over sixty years. So I'm down. Like gimme a fucking sweet creature from the Black Lagoon movie. Make it creepy. Make it please make it um uh prosthetics. Don't make it CGI. But you know, I don't give a fuck who writes it or directs it. Other you know, I'd prefer Guillermo del Toro as somebody who has a an eye for that sort of stuff but you know i i do want to see it and if it's part of the um the new universal monster thing with tom cruise and russell Crowe and and all that that would be even better like i would like to see the creature in that lineup of of bad guys um so i'm all in just give it to me (laughs) please Um, speaking of universal monsters, the mummy should be having a new trailer out, um, April 2nd, uh, which is crazy. The last one premiered on a Sunday as well, Super Bowl. if I, if I recall. And, uh, I just watched Kong skull Island, um, today and they had a, they had a mummy trailer during it, the first one. And I was like, when's a new mummy trailer coming out? Looks like you answered that question for me. Thank you. I try. I try. I'm excited. This whole verse, uh, the whole MonsterVerse, well, sorry, Legendaries is actually called the MonsterVerse, which will be Godzilla and King Kong and all those other guys. Um, but I guess the Universal MonsterVerse, I'm I'm really in. Invisible, Invisible Man, played by Johnny Depp, like, sounds exciting to me, so... What do you think about that whole franchise?
1: I love those characters. I just i'm 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 looking forward to a universe where they're all either going to team up in a movie or battle each other in a movie eventually, or whatever is going to happen. Cross over with each other once in a while. I there's just so much. There's so much that could happen in a universe like that. That it's it's time to. You know, give a new take on these characters um, and just tie everything together, I think. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. Put some real um, star tail in it and that's it.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you're going after some Oscar-winning actors <laughs> to play these parts. I mean, if we get Javier Barden as as Frankenstein, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, you know, you, you got some big name actors, some heavy hitters. So like it, it adds a little bit more weight to these films too, which I'm, I think it's good. It gets, it gets audiences back invested into that kind of world again. All right. Um, Ghost in the Shell comes out this weekend, opening up to complete shit reviews, talking about the whitewashing of Asian culture. Uh, it's just a shitty adaptation of an anime. And going off of that, they decided to announce that Jordan Peele, director of get out is in talks to do a live action, um, adaptation of Akira. Akira arguably is the most well-known anime of all time. I would renowned,
1: say now. Renowned. Yeah. Academy award, Academy award winning,
0: And, you know, it was with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for a long time. I believe maybe even Keanu Reeves was attached at one point. And I don't... I haven't seen Get Out. I've only heard good things. It's still sitting on a 99% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, and all my friends and family who've seen it have said it's amazing. I have no doubt that Jordan Peele is probably a really great director... My greater thing is that I don't want to see this movie no matter who directs it. No yeah, matter if Michael, Sir Michael Bay directs it, I don't no. want to see it.
1: No, just, just keep putting it back in the animal, dra- animal Draft House, and I'll go see it in its original form every time because it's too complicated for the normal so- mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but like... Ghost in the Shell is one of the shittiest animes ever. I don't care how many people love it; it's boring, it's stupid. Like, and then they make a movie out of it, which everybody like criticizes. And
0: I bet you we we will love it because it's probably
1: probably no story in
0: all action, which is all I want from that.
1: (laughs) I've read reviews where it's better than the anime. So I mean,
0: I mean those. (laughs)
1: Those hardcore – no, me neither. Those hardcore critics who are going to say whatever they want about it, fine. But you know what? My wife wants to go see it. I'll probably take her to see it in 3D, you know, and it'll probably be a good time. I I just don't care about Ghost in the Shell. Um, But now, oh, well, now Ghost in the Shell is made and it's hit theaters. Let's adapt every other anime. No, don't. Don't oh, we got death. Did we talk about Death Wish? I think. Death Note. Death Note is a little bit different though because it's not being studioized by like Hollywood. It's 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 coming out on Netflix, right? So it is.
0: And actually, we were talking about another thing that I was trying to think of that got picked up by Netflix. This is it. It's it's Death Note. I don't think Death Note was originally a Netflix release. And what happens a lot of times is these movies go into production and in, in uh, most of the time with movies, movie goes into production, it's going to get made but it doesn't have a distributor and then that's when Netflix swoops in and says, "Well, I'll give you 2 million dollars or 10 20 million dollars to buy it and then put it out." Like there's a there's a Paul Rudd comedy uh dramedy on um on netflix and i can't remember the name of it it's a very fucking good movie but it was one of those movies that i think it was shown at sundance it didn't have a distributor and then netflix put it out and lately um like that ghost war movie that came out recently like spectral like that's another movie that didn't have distribution netflix came in Like I don't think Netflix necessarily is making movies, like an Amazon is making movies. I think that they're buying up movies and then distributing them on Netflix, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon two. Like that was their first big one. Smart, but yeah, I don't know. So anywho, sorry. Uh, Death Note. I actually watched the first episode of the anime the other day. That is a very intriguing fucking anime, and I think I'm going to continue to watch it. I was... I I just don't watch anime all that much. The last one I watched is Attack on Titan, which is brilliant, but this Death Note seems like such a creepy, evil idea that I do... I really do want to watch it uh, more, but...
1: Well... You need to quit forsaking me and just watch Berserk, please. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Just, if you're gonna get into anime,
0: I know. <laughs> I've been avoiding it for like ten
1: years. Stop fucking with my emotions. I'm actually about halfway through the uh, new, the second season, uh the first season of the new series. Yeah, it's fu- it's fucking insane, <laughs> and the new season comes out in April, so I'm, I'm pumped.
0: Good, good. So anyways, don't make a Takira over, please um yeah, please. moving on, Walking Dead is about to end uh on a very disjointed and critically hated season
1: <laughs> whatever i I liked it and I was a big critic of uh Walking Dead at the beginning i like I, I like the season I mean it's it it really is about the human condition. And like the people who want shock val- like shock value and and ultra violence all the time they're starting to realize like this show isn't what that is, yeah, you get that sometimes and it's and it's crazy when it is, but it's really uh, it's about character development sorry. it is, and and how much how much how evil humans are. And what right. would happen if there was no law? I mean, does that scare you? That scares me That scares me more than zombies do we
0: We talked about it at the beginning of the season how so this thing with Negan is about twelve issues, maybe fifteen issues from the meeting him and dealing with him, and it looks like and i you know I didn't know if they were going to do it or not, but it looks like they're going to stretch it out to two seasons mm-hmm. um. Which is fine. It's just that because I've read the comic and because those 12 issues are so fucking good and instead of just dealing with those 12 issues in a 13-episode season, instead I'm going to see 24 hours of this comic.
1: Well, especially since the comic moves so fast anyhow. It does, but
0: it's it's so hard for me because i do really i don't mind the season i actually do like it um but at the same time when you have like those one off episodes and they have nothing to do with the plot it's all character development that's the kind of stuff where i'm just like i know where you're going and yeah. just get there but at the same time i get it and Hopefully the season finale ends in a in a cool way, maybe a non-cliffhanger way for once. Um but I doubt it because they still got another twelve, thirteen episodes to figure out what they're gonna do to reach the resolution with Negan. All that war? Yup. Uh all right. Moving on. Um Stephen King praises the dark tower even though it is delayed once again. Can you kind of handle this one again cuz I didn't read this?
1: I I read the first 3 books. I never got through the entire Dark Tower series. Um mm-hmm. and apparently this 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 movie doesn't really follow the books anyhow. It's more like a new a, a new story to the whole thing. Okay so I mean it's a it's a different telling of of the gunslinger and the man in black um but from what i understand it 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 doesn't truly follow the normal like the normal the the way the books go so um I don't know delayed again um for something of this scope, I just feel like sometimes delays are better uh so i mean. It really it really has to be good in order yeah. to please longtime fans. And I mean, if Stephen King praises it, I mean, uh, I guess he kind of has to. But at the same time, if I was a creator, I, I would want to, like, not lie to my, my followers either if it was good or bad, you know? I think, like, I don't know how much of
0: his involvement in this I know in like eleven twenty two sixty three him and JJ Abrams had a lot of talks and collaboration to get that series to come life. I fucking hated it, but I know many people who loved it, and just because I could not get like that was my first Stephen King book um ever. Oh, really? it's I've seen almost every Stephen King movie adaptation whether it's been on TV or just in film wise, but it was my first time actually going and reading a book. And I was so sucked into that book that watching the show, I was like, I can't do it. Like I've heard that he over, and he did like over details things. But when you lose that, when you chop that down for me, I couldn't deal with it. Like, I think I would be, I, I would have a better time. Reading um, The Body and then watching Stand By Me because it's a short story. So they just took, you know, same thing with uh, Shawshank and Green Mile. Like those short stories, I think I had an easier time with mm-hmm. because it's not so detailed compared mm-hmm. to the movie. But with this, you know,
1: yeah, I couldn't. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, someone who's read a lot of King books and even like my favorite is Richard Bachman books. I mean, they there's, there's a huge difference between somebody who's such a renowned writer versus like squeezing that all into a two hour movie. It, and even a, like a series, I mean, you would think that a series could do more, but I mean, his, I mean, his books are long in the first place. I yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to translate somebody's, like a mind like that into trying to interpret into like a medium, like, like, like um, movies or TV Um, because it is a lot of psychological um, situations and, and development that, yeah, I mean, people can act that, but it's still just acting instead of just like his insane mind, writing it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they always say like the books are better than the movies, and for the most part, that's true. Um, the only times that I've really found it different is The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I fully believe that those movies are so much better than the books <laughs> because I'm seeing like the battle, Helm's Deep is a paragraph in the books in Two Towers. That's my favorite battle in the whole trilogy. You're shaking your head, you disagree. Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings.
1: Okay. I, I, I mean, can't because they're they, I understand, but they're also written in a different decade. I mean, could you imagine reading those books when it's like when there is no medium of true T V or like what were you like what we're numb to? Like those That doesn't mean anything to me.
0: There's plenty of, like... Move on. There's plenty of... Oh, okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Don't even, Off-topic conversation. Not even going to that shit. We're staying with Stephen King, though. Uh, the IT trailer was released this week. Um, I can tell you right now, I am not afraid of clowns. This trailer
1: creeped should the be. fuck out of me. <laughs> it creeped me out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I was never really that creeped out by the original, like this miniseries, like which I like a lot. I love it. I do. Yeah, it's great. It's just it it was never really too scary. This trailer alone, (laughs) it's frightening. (laughs) It's it's terrifying. (laughs)
0: So this, like you said
1: it made me feel it easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this so this trailer surpassed downloads of the Justice League trailer in a 24-hour time period. Like and it was funny I was actually talking with my employees we do a meeting every morning and I was like I had promised them that we are I was going to take them to a movie to go see and I was like okay hey we we still haven't done that what movie do you guys want to see they all go it and I was like well <laughs> it's not come out till September. <laughs> But they were like, oh, my God, did you see that trailer? (laughs) Like, everybody has been talking about it. Because, like, I think clowns inherently are creepy. People inherently like Stephen King. This movie has gotten kind of bad press. You know, there was that meme that went around with, like, uh, Pennywise sticking out of, like, that pipe. And people had put him in, like, all these different precarious positions. Like, coming out of, like, a... Mario World Pipe and stuff like that, which was hilarious. They were making fun of them, but I'll tell you what, I think everybody shut their mouths when they saw this trailer and they're like, Well, fuck. This is what I wanted. So the first movie takes place in the eighties as opposed to the sixties, which is already better. Um and if it does well, then we will get the 30 years later, which will take place now. Um, you know, when Pennywise comes back and the kids have to confront him again. So I am, I'm in, it seems to be more in line with the actual book, uh, because the book is fucking creepy and gross and weird from what I've heard. I haven't read it yet. It's on my reading list before September, but yeah, I am totally into this movie and it is, it is a creep show. What did you think? All of the above. Yeah. Good. It was a. Uh, it was a rough one, but <laughs> I'm excited. Skin tingling. Uh, moving on to other great writers, my boy Neil Gaiman. Um, he's got a new show that's coming out. Uh, Brian Fuller from Hannibal and Heroes' Fame is. Uh, I think he's the showrunner on it, but. American Gods, it is coming. They released a new trailer this week. Um, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Well, what's your reactions before I get into what else I was going to say?
1: Um, the comic came out, uh, and I'm, I'm reading the book right now, so I refuse to speak any more about this show in depth until I finish the book. Um, I'm
0: like, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers.
1: No, no, no. Um, I do like the fact that the comic is following along with the original storyline because what I'm doing is like I'm reading in, and then I'll when the comic comes out, it it just gives me a, like a kind of like a synopsis recap on what I just read, and kind of gives me some visual to it as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the TV show uh, once I finish the book because I really want to see how they adapt it and, and how well it's adapted. So, but yeah, I mean, Neil Gaiman, like I, I really haven't read that much Neil Gaiman period at all. I don't think before. So this is my first rodeo and I think, yeah, he, he's a really, really amazing writer actually.
0: Yeah. I, I'm glad this is your gateway into him. And then I haven't read a ton by Neil Gaiman. um, I've read this, I've read Coraline, I've read Good Omens, some other ones as well. Um, but he did a Doctor Who, or a couple Doctor Who books I read as well. Um, he's done some Doctor Who episodes, but I I do really love and respect Neil Gaiman. I did not realize that the comic was just the book. So I, 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 I had the comic in my car the other day, and I was waiting for a friend to go to dinner, and I was reading, and I was like, wait a second, this is just this is the book. So I stopped. I was like, I've already read this, but, um,
1: yeah. And it's the exact same dialogue. Cause it's his, yeah,
0: it is. It totally was And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I don't need her to, to read this comic, but, um,
1: no, you just have to collect it. I just have to collect it.
0: The show from what I've seen in the previews, it looks like, especially one of the characters, uh, Mr. Like technology or whatever, Like one of the new gods. You've seen the preview. Right?
1: No, I'm not watching it. You didn't watch the preview? Not the newest one.
0: Oh my god. All right. Well, anyway. Oh, my American gods. It looks great. Uh, I'll stop before I get into spoiler territory. But it looks like a very faithful adaptation. I will leave it at that.
1: And And I can't wait. It's the adaptation of the book, right? So that yeah. Everything new. Okay.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, who knows what they do with TV? Like, Preacher is pretty faithful to the comics in a sense, except for like in the comic, they're in that town for like a day, and then they move right on. Whereas it was twelve episodes in the TV show, but it still stayed true to the kind of like the idea behind it and everything so probably with American Gods it's going to be also very similar in that sense where it's, it stays true to it but it's just not uh it's just not um what's going on you know ex- exactly so um, one you know other topic we want to talk about was the we're going to Star Wars celebration um in exactly 13 days. Um, very, very excited about it. They've they've announced some some guests, uh, you know, past people, uh, you know, like Mark Hamill. They haven't announced Harrison Ford yet. They did announce Dennis Lawson. First, first time first, ever.
1: First time ever. Um The guy who 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 like refuses to like do anything star like he refused to be in episode seven. He like always tried to distance himself from from yeah. Star Wars and now he's like, oh well maybe maybe we could do a wedge movie unless they kill you in aftermath. So <laughs> I
0: realize this, but Dennis Lawson is the uncle of Ewan McGregor. You didn't know that? I did not know that. And now as I'm thinking about like Ewan's all in to doing an Obi-Wan standalone movie wedge is in aftermath and rebels. uh, Obviously Obi-Wan just showed up in rebels again. I feel I would not be surprised if Dennis Lawson is in episode eight.
1: Well, I still have to finish aftermath, so I don't know if they. Actually... Well, it doesn't
0: really have anything to. It well, does if he. It does if they kill him off. He's not dying. Just spoiler alert: he's not dying. Yeah. No. I've think... listened to other podcasts. He's not dying. Oh,
1: okay. That'd be Stop. awesome if he died in the Battle of Jakku. Ooh. Ledges,
0: Ledges forever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, so. Star Wars Celebration, there's going to be a lot of announcements, hopefully. Uh, You know, first trailer for Battlefront 2 will be there. Other video game announcements. Uh, There's a Rebels um, panel. There's going to be... There's not going to be a new Filmmakers panel, which I thought was curious this time around. Um, They're not doing that again, but you know, we will be there. Um, If you listen to the show, you're going to be at celebration uh hit us up on social media we'd be happy to high five you and uh lightsaber battle you um but stay tuned to many podcasts uh devoted to celebration and star wars speculation which is always one of the greatest things about being a star wars fan is making wild speculation (laughs) and once we see that episode eight footage our minds are going to be Completely blown, and I'm sure we're gonna go into a million different directions as to race parentage, who's Benicio, what's this have to do with rebels, does this have to do with new canon books? Probably new comics will be announced. What I mean, what what are your thoughts? Like what do you want to see at celebration, Chris?
1: This is an entirely separate episode.
0: <laughs> Just what you want to see at celebration. <laughs> it's a whole podcast.
1: <laughs> Um, oh, it's it's too much right now. Too much, man. I I I want to I want to I would love to hear that season four is the last season of Rebels. Oh I they god! They announced a new animated series. I no. want to hear. I want Marvel. I want Marvel to actually be involved in this celebration. Marvel, <laughs> like with the comics, like remember how the last celebration oh, was very lackluster yeah. Um, I want, I want
0: them to announce a new TV show.
1: Yeah, a TV show would be beautiful. I mean, I not mean, a
0: cartoon. I want gonna, a fucking live, still a cartoon. I think they're going to do a live action show. I think that's going to be announced. I it'll, really do.
1: Yeah, be both.
0: Or, a, or Star Wars TV, like their own TV station with new content. That's a dream of mine, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't think so? Not yet. All right. Um, Post-episode nine. Quite possibly, yeah. So stay tuned to a lot of podcasts involving that. We're going to try to put one out before we get to celebration um, with Chris and I. If not with Chris Walk and Chris Seaver uh, from Gourmet Scum Radio, we'll do another gourmet what do we call it tall white scum Tal tall scum. scum another tall white scum episode um you know just just talking about that we have a lot more star Wars stuff than we want to talk about, and um so yeah <clears throat> so uh one last thing that i i I wanted to mention was I have a Kickstarter that's gonna be starting up in April, probably right after uh celebration, so I'll give you a little bit more information um, in the episodes to come, but I have written a comic. Well, I wrote a script for a movie back in college. I'm adapting it into a comic book. I've got an artist working on pages right now. We have a soundtrack that's going to be accompanying the comic. We have some great variant um, uh, Covers. covers. And we may even have some cassette tapes <laughs> to put the soundtrack on. So we got a lot of cool ideas coming up for the for the uh, for the Kickstarter. And if you're a fan of sci-fi, you're a fan of horror, you're a fan of them mixed together with a little bit of comedy, then this comic book is for you. I will go into more detail as it's uh, getting closer to the Kickstarter date. But if we'll you have an episode. Sorry? We should do an episode before it. We could definitely do an episode before it. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to release my first ever Kickstarter and my first ever comic book. And then probably right after that, Chris and I will also have an announcement. But for right now, <laughs> stay tuned for this.
1: <laughs> stay tuned. That's
0: right. Um, so where can you find us, Chris?
1: We are on the internet uh, at <laughs> don'tforgetatowel uh, The only place to travel geekly, news, reviews, interviews, and much, much more. Um, on social media, we're on Facebook at don't forget a towel one, uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's d f a t o w e l d f towel. D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L, oh yeah. And then tell us, tell them about our podcast network.
0: Yeah, you can listen to our other podcast, The Pursuit of Plastic, um, which I'm sure you heard a commercial for, as well as Gourmet Scum Radio, where you can hear my cousin and myself uh, talk about geeky shit, usually uh, 80s-related in some respect. We got a lot of audio commentaries for our film company, um, Low Budget Pictures and Warlock Home Video. Um, And you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, Stitchers for you Android users, iTunes users, follow us, uh, subscribe to us, rate and review us, spread it to your friends. We're very, very uh, lucky to even have listeners, so thank you guys all. You've been fantastic for following us for the last couple of years, actually, on the podcast, and uh, as usual, following us on Don'tForgetItToAll.com, which is about to enter its fifth year Five years. So five years, guys. We're rebooting the site again. It's coming, I swear to you. Uh, we got until July to do it, so it's coming.
1: <laughs> we will have
0: it done. Um,
1: this is not an April Fool's joke.
0: It's not an April Fool's joke. More interviews, more toy content, uh, more pursuit of plastics. Um, Geek porn. Con.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, cons. What did you say, Porn. Porn. <laughs> a lot more porn
0: on this site, so <laughs> we're gonna get the hits
1: that's
0: it. maybe at shirt uh maybe some d fat T shirts will be coming mm-hmm. out too. We gotta do on that. I think it's so, time it's time that's right um maybe a towel <laughs> that's right, maybe an embroidered towel, which we've been hinting at for five years, but it could happen, so this is Casey saying, don't forget a towel ever.
1: And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.